Welcome to episode seven of season two of Ed's Not Dead. I'm Robbie Dodd. I'm joined by my very wonderful co-host, Mr. C.H. Siddons. Hello. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Awesome. It's really great to be here. It's awesome to see you. It, it's awesome to see you. It's awesome to be seen. With your with your fancy new mic stand. You know. From Amazon. We've upgraded. Yeah. We've upgraded the studio dramatically. <laughs> totally left me out of it. Yeah. I, 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 I have the... I, we, have, I told Grable that he'd... He'd feel he'd have some FOMO as we were setting up. Yeah, he goes, Robbie's gonna be so jealous have, of this. I have the geezer small mic stand. It's totally tilted at like, yeah. and, and you have the eighty three degrees. You still. have the fancy elbow flexible. Yeah, look at this. What's so far away? And now it's close. <laughs> I was a little jealous. We agreed to buy new mics, and then you guys come with new mic stands. Yeah. I'm going to take, take a boomerang video of yeah, him doing do that. that. Treat yourself. Anyway, uh, and also, of course, Mr. Peter Crable. Say hi, Mr. Crabes. Hey. We're also drinking uh, sparkling yes, beverages here. I'm drinking, I'm drinking black white, coffee. White peach. Yes. Anyway. Anyway, yes. Welcome to episode seven. We got a great show tonight. You can find me at RW Dot on Twitter and Mr. Crabes at Peter Crable, Mr. Sids at CH Siddons, and of course our show Twitter handle is at Ed's Not Dead PC. You can find us where else, Mr. Siddons. We're at Ed's Not our our very own domain. And we're on Facebook, the Twitter, and maybe Snapchat. Oh really? No. no. <laughs> I was like, no. We're not on Snapchat. No. I'm uh, not doing snippy snaps. You guys should also know uh, that I just upped our domain for two more years. So Whoa, yeah, we're going to be we're, we're locked. Household. Yeah, we're locked in until whatever 2021. It's like whatever right. two years That's from right. now is. Awesome. That's awesome. All right. Uh, make sure you uh, rate us. Please, please, please leave a rating on iTunes. Stop what you're doing. Stop. Pull over the car and rate us. Hit the yep. podcast yep. icon. Whatever icon that is. Five stars. Five. It's not dead. If you if you write it, we'll read it. We'll read it, man. We will read all of it. It's true. And make sure you leave us some show feedback also. You can write us qualitative feedback on Twitter, send us a message, send us an email. What's the what's the uh, <laughs> I'm locked out of the email account. Yeah. What's the what's the Casey's show email? Casey's Mr. Super Security Guy. I know, I know. You texted him recently and <laughs> like, was like, dude. <laughs> See, look at my mic, it almost fell. I know, I know. You're like Sorry. Anyway, uh, yeah, I can't. If, if what, people could see the, the, look, the look on your face, what when it the the tripod fell over okay. and you you face dove into it, I, I wish well, it hit a... me right in the mouth. I'm surprised it didn't make a worse noise. Anyway, I think I, our emails. It's not. It's it's so annoying. It's so annoying because because it's, it's not dead PC. Just last Gmail at the yeah. last show, Crable had like a paperback book holding up his <laughs> mic stand, and now he's got a fancy one. Oh, it was so janky. <laughs> That's why I got to get a new one. I was like, this is ridiculous. All right, so email us and give us some feedback. Also, I won't be able to see it, but Mr. Siddons will read it, and he will. <laughs> it's probably easier just just tweet us. Okay, tweet us. Tweet okay. us. Uh, whatever. All right. So we got a great show. We are going to talk about parenting, which Casey knows nothing about. But <laughs> I am an expert. I read all the books on it. Okay, he'll weigh in nonetheless. And we're going to get back to our good friend, Betsy DeVos, right, Mr. Sids? Dear Betsy, she's back. Okay, she's back. I mean, she's here. All right. Well, so not here in the studio, but she's we're present. Gonna, we're going to talk about the culture and climate of the Ed Department under... Hint. Uh, under Secret- Not going up. Under Secretary DeVos. Yes. And then we have a quiz show to end the show. Yep, very brief. All right. So our first story, our only story of the show, it's a big one. 
There is a great new blog in the New York Times called The Upshot. The title is The Relentlessness of Modern Parenting. Raising children has become significantly more time-consuming and expensive amid a sense that opportunity has grown more elusive. So this is by Claire Kane Miller. I thought it was a really well-done article on the current state of parenting in the country. Um, and interestingly, uh, the author makes the argument that this is parenting across different demographic groups mm-hmm. um, and even across different socioeconomic groups. But the upshot is is that uh, parenting is a very controlling endeavor these days, that there is a, a lot of resources sunk into kids and a lot of monitoring that goes along with parenting um, to make sure that kids are highly successful. Uh, There's a line in it. I'll just read for a second. While this kind of intensive parenting constantly teaching and monitoring children has been the norm for upper middle class parents since the 1990s. That's when you, you boys were small, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, new research shows that people across class divides now consider it the best way to raise children, even if they don't have the resources to enact it. So it's a cottage in- in- industry out there about how to raise kids, and parents have kids in piano. They have them in every activity that you can imagine. They're uh, having them get tutored outside of school, and um, it, it's, it's producing kids that are highly successful. I, I would argue that the millennial generation, your generation, um, is probably the most informed and educated generation that we've had in the country. And... <laughs> okay, another sorry. mic fall. Sorry. Did you do that? That may have been me. What, is, what are you doing? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Anyway, sorry. So, jump in. Are, are we... Is it too much? Is it, is it just right? As, is as it, a non-parent, is it producing better citizens? I, I don't want. I don't want to comment on that as I'm not a parent. But I will say, interestingly, when I was growing up, my parents there was not a lot of uh, monitoring. It wasn't helicopter-ish. Okay. There were. I think there were some boundaries like don't go further than X road or whatever. But it wasn't very helicopter-ish. Okay. And that's very different than what I hear with with the helicopter parents that that are pre- they're pejoratively called yeah. but it's it's where you do not leave my site which okay. is a it's it's a strange prospect for me to think about and i can imagine it's stressful for a parent to make that decision whether or not you are going to be very heavily monitoring your children or not i wonder if that i wonder if that you're not leaving my site though is also it's not just physical it's emotional and cognitive as well you're not you're not out from beyond my control emotionally right and intellectually right in other words i'm going to i'm 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 going to make sure you become intellectually what i want and i and i you and i are going to be attached at the hip emotionally right um not as maybe not as much of a natural separation between children and their parents they're they're pretty engaged with one another in every way right Potentially, yeah. I mean, I think some of it too, though, is is like fear and anxiety as well, though, um, about things when, that when, could... when all the statistics show that that children don't get abducted at any greater rate than they did in the nineteen seventies. Well, I thought there was a, a statistic in here that said um, crimes against children had actually decreased. Yeah, so it's yeah. less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. where's that coming from? Well, maybe his parents are just around more and are just within sight. 
I, you know, I don't know. I mean, but, that's also the there's a media or, or a false media um, narrative that kids get abducted all the time. I mean, if it bleeds, it leads. If it's on the news, or if it's a kid gets abducted, it's going to be on the news, even though it's probably someone that they knew who did it. You know, and I it, I think it's just interesting here that it's become, you know, this article orders or um, argues article argues ubiquitous American value in a sense. Um, that putting more time and more effort and more money and more everything into your kids is kind of the correct way to do it. And when you look back on it, you know, it talks about parent as a verb didn't gain widespread use until the 70s, which is just, right. m- it, to be honest, it's like mind-blowing for me. Yeah. You know, and again, I, I'm sort of like you, Casey, I wasn't... <laughs> Adulting is a verb. <laughs> I know, the <laughs> what? That, that, that's your generation. <laughs> yeah. I, had, I had a millennial say to me the other day, who's amazing, uh, come in and, and drop down in my office and say... I can't do any more adulting today. <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty funny, but I mean, that's what you're getting at. Yeah. It's a, ver- it's a verb now. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't, I, I was kind of like you, Casey, in the sense that, like, I don't think helicopter parents or, I mean, I definitely was in a lot of activities, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, but it's hard for me now. I mean, I look around at peer groups, neighborhood. I mean, everybody's got their kids doing this, that, and the other. And it's a, a little bit of, you feel an unseen pressure when you're talking to other parents at the playground or whatever. Oh, well, what are you doing? Well, we tried this and then we did this and then you do this and you don't want to think it, but you do think, Oh crap, man. Like we only do fill in the blank. Right. We only do swimming. We only did soccer. Right. Whatever it is. So I think a little bit of is, um, you see what other people are doing. It's kind of like keeping up. Oh, there's well, definitely you're doing it. The yeah, then we got to do it too. Yeah, yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah. You're you're gonna pay two thousand dollars on prep for PSAT. Well, then we got to do that. Yeah. What What do you make of this notion in the article? Uh, they discuss that um, the the getting a piece or a good slice of the. The, the American dream, the pie, has become harder, uh, more competitive mm-hmm. to get that slice as, as you become an adult. And that uh, so there's more, there's more pressure on parents to ensure that their kids have, have the, the competitive advantage to be able to benefit right. from, from uh, a, a, what seems to be kind of a shrinking, um, shrinking benefit out there that it's harder to get ahead. Uh, just generally, we know that inequality has increased in the country. Uh, what do you make of that and, and that that feeding this? You know, and the irony of it is parents are spending more time and spending more money on their kids, and this is the first generation that's expected to earn less than their parents. Yeah. So does that mean that that was going to happen anyway, and this is just a way to mitigate that slide, or is in some way – um, the sort of like, I'll say overbearing, even though that's not necessarily correct. You know, is that somewhat to, to play for it as well? You know? Well, I, and, I, and the, the article does make very clear the note that the middle class in some degrees is disappearing. Mm-hmm. The gap between those who are extremely wealthy and those who are extremely poor, or the, the gap between the rich and the poor are, is, ext- is increasing every single year. Um, the, the quote that stuck out to me that brings in the racial component, too, of, of talking to that, the mother in Georgia, 
where the sociologist at Indiana University who wrote a book called Negotiating Opportunities, How the Middle Class Secures Advantages in Schools, said intensive parenting is a way for especially affluent white mothers to make sure their children are maintaining their advantaged position in society, which I found when I was reading it earlier was an astounding quote. It's a dagger of a quote. It's like, whoa. Yes. (laughs) Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a shot across the bow about, this is not about, this is not just for some folks, just about, even though they might think that way, just about uh, keeping your kid busy or keeping them out of trouble. It's about uh, solidifying one's position in a society that's increasingly pushing people to the margins. Yeah. And, and therefore you've, You've got to be competitive, though. I mean, yeah. it's a it's a competitive environment. Right. Um, a couple of the the indicators of this new kind of parenting that the author highlights are time spent on activities like reading to children, doing crafts, taking them to lessons, attending recitals and games, and helping with homework has increased the most. Today, mothers spend nearly five hours a week on that, compared with one hour and forty five minutes in nineteen seventy five. That makes me laugh because. I was about seven in 1975, and um, I remember a neighbor called my mom right about 1975 and let her know that I was asleep under a tree <laughs> oh, somewhere somewhere of, w- pretty far away from the house. And my mom was like, oh, okay. Uh, she was totally nonplussed by the whole yeah, thing. So yeah. that, I mean, that's really, I mean, my, my, my childhood was kind of like Lord of the Flies, where it was, there was, there was not very much parenting. Right. Uh, the, in fact, it was almost like a show like Stranger Things, where parents are almost completely absent. <laughs> um, kind of like a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Where it's really, you know, it's very kid kid centric, and um, but that's not that's not how it is now. I had a parent one time tell me that I thought was very interesting. I guess it kind of runs counter to this that she said that from the time her kids were little, her job was not to get on the floor and play with them. Hmm. That was a line that she drew, hmm. that they were children. It was their, that was what they did. That's their domain. That was their domain. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and I, and I, I, I've, I've done that with both of my kids. Yeah. Laid on the floor and played and built Legos and done all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we, we do see some of the, the backlash or the pendulum swinging toward, a, you know, kind of what you were saying, but, the free range parenting movement, yeah. <laughs> you know, my, my wife told me about in New York, you can pay somebody to sit at a coffee shop and not watch your kid. Yeah, And I think that speaks to what I was referring to before about parents. They want to back off, yeah, but they, they just oh, can't. They can. And I, and I can totally, I'm at the playground. I'm like, I'm just going to, I'm going to let him go. I'm going to let him yeah. go. And I'm, I'm not going to sweat it. And then like two minutes later, like, where are they? Yeah. It's hard to back off. Yeah. I walk by my son in the kitchen and I want to ask him about his homework so bad. <laughs> and I I have to tell myself, no, no, no. It's his homework. Let him yeah. figure it out. Yeah. And it's his responsibility to do it. And if he doesn't, there are natural consequences. But it's, you know, I it, we're we're in a we're in an age of trying to multitask and control things. You know, and I do in like so in Britain there's like a series of parks, and we'll have to look up what they're called and put them in the show notes, where it's just like a big open field, I read about that. Yeah. and there's just like dangerous equipment everywhere. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. Last <laughs> Did we? Yeah, okay. there's like wood chips, yes. and, you can, and there's hammers, yes. and you can cut your yes. finger off. Right, yeah. 
yeah. rusty nails, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I do think there's something to be said for that, you know, maybe not sort of, you know, to the extreme or to the, the absence of, like, parental figures. But, you know, I, kids certainly gain stuff from um, being independent. So kind of a segue into into classroom and or teacher yeah, I was say, practice. What, what's, what's the upshot for education? So, you know, I, I, I think the question is, um, you know, what does that mean about classroom practice? Does that mean we if this is the trend in modern day America, does that mean that we as educators, it's sort of since that's what our kids know, it's our responsibility to propagate that, to plan, 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 every second plan, 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 or is it our responsibility to sort of fill in some of those gaps and the freedoms that maybe they aren't getting elsewhere to explore, to do things, to try things, you know, I don't want to say not under the watchful eye, but to take risks, um, you know, and, and sometimes mess up. Is there, is there a right answer amongst those two? I don't know. I don't know that, that there is a right answer. I just, I feel like. Which one's better? Oh, which one do you think know. we should do? There is no right answer, but There's which one right answer. advocate for one, which one's better? I don't know. I, can't, I don't feel comfortable weighing in as a non-parent. And who cares yeah, about a parent? Talking, you're an educator. As a teacher, man. All right, so kids are coming in, and let's say they, they're scheduled, scheduled, scheduled at home. Should we continue to keep them scheduled, scheduled, scheduled at school, or should we give them a little more uh, – should we back off and give them more freedoms? Over the, over, over the years, I've certainly gotten to be more laissez-faire about structured time for kids in schools. Maybe not necessarily in my classroom. Just because the time that we have and that that instructional time is pretty sacred, but the time where they're in outside or or at lunch or going to outdoor education or whatever it might be, where they they finally have some moments where they can just be themselves and just be kids, I think kids don't have that opportunity anymore or as much anymore. Kids are expected to be adults at a much younger age than they were when we were growing up. And I think kids in, in high poverty areas or, or highly impacted areas are expected to act like adults and be adults and accept adult consequences much earlier than, than maybe is acceptable in a society. So, you know, that's a bummer. Um, on a lighter note, on a lighter note, I looked up. Hold on, Robbie, do you have a, do you have a stance on one way or the other? Growing in, I will say, growing up as a latchkey kid who fell asleep under trees. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean there there has been such a shift in American public education towards achievement and performance uh, that is very different than when I I grew up. I mean, just look at let's just look at how hard, much harder it is to get into competitive colleges than it was in the 1970s and 1980s. There were state universities that you could get into with almost a C average. Right. Um, and now again, the slice of that pie is much smaller. Kids have to do much better. Uh, and, um, you know, schools are focused on, achievement and performance and parents are focused on that at, at home. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I, I don't know if we can put the horse back in the barn on this one. I, I would like to put the toothpaste back in the tube. Though? No, I don't think we, can. we can't do that. No, you put it on a piece of toilet paper and, and use it the next day. Uh, yeah. That's what you, you do. Put the toilet paper back in the roll. <laughs> there That's you good. go. Good. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah. Can you? And I guess you it can, looks pretty sloppy. Though. Can, it can, looks like someone. It's not classy, it. but it looks I, like you can do it. it. You can do it. Toothpaste in the tube? No. Horse in the barn? You can probably do the horse too. Wow! <laughs> you can go ahead and get. You can go out and get the horse. Well, and lead him yeah, back you, to the barn. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. So to answer your question, 
I I would like to see. Um, I value outcomes. I want kids to achieve at high levels. Learning is incredibly important. I think it's also the how. Um, how do we how do we kind of stress um, uh, kind of more of a collective approach or student centered approach where where kids are engaged and are not just learning to master some to be evaluated by some arbitrary set of standards but are really invested in it and um, are invested in the success of others. Mm. Because that's what this article gets at a little bit too, is that unfortunately uh, kids from lower socioeconomic backgrounds, parents from lower socioeconomic backgrounds can't keep up and nobody's doing, you know, schools are trying to help them, but society's not doing a lot to help them. Right. Um, and so I think schools, once again, we probably have to play some role in trying to level the playing field. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, on so, a on a lighter note, yeah, I looked up the, I looked up the the school in Britain or the park in Britain. Yes. And I won't go into the details of it, but there's a picture on the front page of the New York Times article that has a a young child, maybe eight years old, about to jump on a piece of wood propped up uh, <laughs> as a fulcrum with a brick underneath it, and there's a stack of about uh, seven or eight bricks on the other side. Yeah. Just waiting to be pummeled. Waiting and, and to go everywhere. Slam on uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I do want to say that I think, just like anything else, at the risk of sounding like the geezer. No, I'm not going to sound like the geezer in the room. Um, I think, you know, like most things in society, I think parent parenting has improved. Um, I don't think it's gotten worse. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, this... This this seems over the top, and some of it seems controversial. But at the end of the day, um, I think we've produced better educated kids. Uh, just like everything else in society, things tend to improve. So I don't. Well, in, uh, before I think as off the air, we talked about millennials, and maybe yeah, they're the most absolutely educated, socially conscious, no question, do gooder generation that in, we've had. In, Ever quite a while, I don't know, right? But right, and I think that I think this next generation of kids will probably be a lot like the millennials, but even more probably, yeah. Uh, um, and so I, I, I think there's a lot that's that parents do right now. Um, I just think we have to, you know, be conscious of of some of the stressors that sure. we, that we add to kids' lives. Well, if you guys need any advice on okay. it, just let me know. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be there, and when we'll we'll do this, you know. When you and Sarah have your first kid next year, we'll come back to this. When you're there, yeah. I'm not going to help you at all. Yeah, you're on your end. Crable's suffering through three right now. Yeah. So. Anyway, all right, folks. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. We've got Dear Betsy, right? That's right. All right. Woo. See you in a minute. Welcome back, people, to Ed's Not Dead. People. Yeah, that was a good conversation we just had. That was awesome. All right, so now... I can't wait to be a parent. I know. We, we just <laughs> Apparently. Got, you, we got you all fired up about it. I'm so fired up. It's the greatest thing ever. I heard it's great. Yeah. Crable, Crable's loved it so much, he's had three. That's right. Do you want to know what else is great? I wanted a third. Do you want to know, do you want to know what else is great? What's great? The, 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 really, just the place of work... At the education department. <laughs> it's great. Is it? It's going really great. Good. Going well, really good. well. 
All right, so Betsy DeVos gets bad reviews from employees Ooh. as morale at education department plummets. Survey finds. What did the survey, survey says? What did it say? Mr. I will Simmons? like to, just a front load. I do have one good piece of news about DeVos. I do. Okay. Well, I do. please share. Um, all the student loan debt that we talked about yes. in a previous episode, that has been canceled. Oh, and, and teachers nice. and public uh, people had public loans that were... Or, or loans that were going to be from fraudulent universities. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. That is going to be um, brought well, That's good. Brought it was, back it was to hanging them. in the wind for a while. It there. was. It was. Uh, much to the chagrin of Miss DeVos, but it's happening under her tutelage. So, you know, a lawsuit is forcing her to do is it. There, I heard something about teachers who, you know, if you work at a Title I school for X amount of years, then you get some amount of tuition reimbursement. I got it. Yeah. Is mm-hmm. that, I think that's now you got that? questionable? Mm-hmm. That's probably hanging in the balance. Yeah, I think that's hanging in the balance as yeah, well. We got to look that up. Yeah, look right. that up. Well, let me talk about this. So, so uh, in the in the Washington Post, Valerie Strauss, her blog, her blog, um, she says job satisfaction at the U.S. Education Department has plummeted over the past year. Can you believe it? Mm. Can you believe it? I so there's an annual survey of federal employees, and the Education Department had a morale drop of 12.4 percentage points. Went from 59 to 47 percent in 2008. One of the steepest declines among all federal agencies. That's nothing. Well, you know, <laughs> is 10, it 10 percentage points? 40, 47 percent. Less than half are happy. Yes, I'm pleased with Did working. Did it say now. how many respondents there were? Four. <laughs> <laughs> so, Education Department spokesman uh, spokeswoman Elizabeth Hill said the change in job satisfaction resulted from the new path. That Education Secretary DeVos oh, yeah. has taken the Oh, yeah. The, the change <laughs> excuse. I love that it's one. A new I've path. used that one before. It's a new way. <laughs> yeah, That's it's why a new the, way. The, the malcontents don't like it. They just don't understand. <laughs> they don't understand. <laughs> I mean, that is hard. It is a true statement. It is true. Yeah. Yeah. They true. change the mission. Yeah. yeah. That people don't like it. Right. Yeah, people don't like it, and they get mad, and they say, I'm going to I'm gonna kill you on your service. <laughs> <Yeah>. So here's <laughs> what the spokesperson said to, uh, to allay any concerns. The secretary challenged department leaders to rethink the way the Department of Education operates so that we can better serve students and use taxpayer funds more wisely. That has required a lot of change over the last year, which can be difficult for some. Okay, can his voice not drip? <laughs> <laughs> is she sarcasm anymore? Is it, is Tone it, it down. Does it sound like does it, is it a little I, sarcastic? I think everything he's saying is legit. <laughs> Right. I mean, again, it's all real the, stuff. Yeah, the words I think do explain why uh, there's a drop in satisfaction. They do. They talk about um, th- there's opposition to many of the positions she's taken about rolling back Obama era civil rights protection for some marginalized students, all the way to making it easier for for-profit colleges to operate and yes. ones that are maybe even fraudulent. And interestingly, too, and I, you know, I don't follow every missive from the Department of Education, but kind of the big notes that we've talked about over the last year and a half, two years, has been a lot of undoing and or rolling back and or stepping away from. So in a sense, you know, I mean, you get a job, I would guess, at the Department of Education because you want to fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. You want to do something. Right. And really her mission has been to not do stuff. Yeah, there was a lot of not doing. Right. Yes. You know, to really step back from all sorts of oversight and or sort of proactive policies and just say, no, we're going to oversee but not do mm-hmm. anything. Right. So that could be a source of, you know, malcontent as well, I would imagine. Well, there is some silver lining for education department members because... Yes. What is it? 
morale among the workforce at other federal agencies have has dropped even yeah. more. Yeah. Oh, even more. Yes. The Department of Ed is not. Oh, so they're relatively happy. Yes. <laughs> so a consumer f- financial protection bureau who has two bosses, who had two bosses for a while, fell by twenty five point two percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Export Import Bank declined eighteen point one, and the National Labor Relations Board. Uh, declined twelve point six percentage mm, points. Mm, mm. The the one S- yeah the one thing I want to point out though we talked about this the other day is that the the era those years of of demonizing teachers that seemed to happen I don't know late two thousands early two thousand teens when the I've, no child left behind hangover. I, yeah, no, I mean, it was smack dab in the middle of the eight years of the Obama administration. There was a real national movement with charters and with just this attack on teacher unions. You know, you had Scott Walker in Wisconsin. You had, it was mm-hmm. it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. And teachers were being held up as kind of the, you know, they represented all the, all the, all the ills. There was, there was the, the aggressive rollback of public sector collective bargaining um, efforts. And so... I do think it's interesting that DeVos hasn't seemed to engage in any of that. I mean, she has not made teachers her focus. No. She has not made onerous accountability models her focus. No. Um, which, you you know, to be honest, there was some of that in the Obama administration. Yeah. I mean, there was there was there was some kind of coercive accountability that I don't think, I think to your point, Crable, she, their approach is just to step totally out of it and, uh, and, uh, you know, not help or, or necessarily hurt. I, th- I think we'll find that DeVos, the longer she stays, the more strange bedfellows that she will have as the head of the, the, the department of education in terms of folks that want decentralized or do not want federal involvement, um, involvement, but are historically maybe liberal or, or democratic strongholds where they don't want, federal involvement in what they're doing yeah it's possible it's certainly possible and i think part of it to your point robbie about you know whenever the height of sort of teachers is the ills of society was part of it too is that when when you put yourself out there and promise change and or reform and a result um especially at the federal level within the context of politics it stokes, you know, Absolutely. strong feelings on both sides. Especially when you spend a lot of money on it. And when you, yeah, yeah. that amplifies it. And yeah. when you kind of are in the background, and yeah, stuff comes out, policies here and there, but right. there's no promise no. from the Trump administration of fixing quote unquote schools yeah. or of whatevering the education system. It's yeah. just kind of there. Right. And, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, but it's, it's in the background. There's so much other stuff going on that there's no national debate you know, revolving around it. And if there were, you know, to your point, we may see, yet see, an uptick in that sort of like, well, right. teachers are well, schools don't, or, you know, whatever right. the case. Right. And and Strauss at the end says that even Betsy DeVos has said that she wouldn't mind if the department actually closed. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that... That goes part Wasn't that uh, Rick Perry's thing when he, when he enlisted the four departments that he would close <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah was the department of education one of them yeah. well he missed he couldn't remember yeah, yeah. um the epa the <laughs> the, uh, the other the, uh, the other the i mean other, the, the other ones the reagan administration wanted to close the department of ed in the 80s yeah I mean, I'm, uh, they, they had it had only they, been around for like 10 they, years uh, yeah they had it in their crosshairs mm-hmm. right out right out of the gate but um it has survived and it has done great work um, yeah. so and it will continue to survive yeah Anyway, all right, so that was Dear Betsy. That's right. That was a good installment. So over the yeah. break, 
I, uh, as a transition to the, the quiz mm-hmm. for you all, I was watching a lot of Cash Cab. You ever watch Cash Cab? <laughs> I have not watched it. It's been that, about but 10 years. But one yeah. of the greatest shows. <laughs> it still is amazing. High drama. It. So good. I want to get in the Cash Cab someday. Were you playing Mario Kart too? Yes. Do you play video games? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> a lot until okay. my eyes were bleeding. Okay. Um, so one of the things in the Cash Cab is they do a, a red light challenge. Ooh. Where you he he gives you a topic or something and you have to name as many as you can in in the sixty seconds. Ooh, that's hard. So I'm going to time you. I'm going to put a timer up, and you have to do with, with your fancy little thing over there. This is the only reason I got it. It's so weird. It looks like something from War of the Worlds. So how much time do you want? Sixty, 60 seconds. Sixty seconds. All right, one minute. You one minute. Maybe maybe Didn't thirty you seconds. Say that? Yeah, let's do 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 30 60's, seconds? Yeah, 30. 60's way too long. Yeah, after 30, we'll not be able to name yeah, whatever I'll be the category is. Anyway. I can barely go 15. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you have 30 seconds. Both of us collectively together, we're in this together? I'll mark it. Yeah, I'll mark it every... every it's, it's a collaborative challenge. Oh, so we're not competing against oh. each other. No, no. Oh, fun yeah. fun time. I'm a millennial. We're not it's competing. A, no, it's very good. We yeah. both get trophies. Right. So, you have to name in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. The top ten, and don't shout any out yet, because I know you're going to do it. Can't it be like quarterbacks or Just something? Just stop. Okay, sorry. <laughs> the top ten largest school districts by student enrollment. Oh, I got this. Okay. Ready? Yep. Set. Go. LA Unified. Chicago. Chicago. Charlotte Mecklenburg. Houston. Houston. That's a good one, Mr. Chris. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Let's do... Montgomery County. Prince George's Prince County. County. Uh, so you got... Fairfax Las- County. Fairfax County. Mm-hmm. Um, Is New York uh, a county? San Francisco. San Jose. Um, eight seconds. Um, uh, Boston. Miami. Dallas-Fort Worth. Yep. Um, two. One. New York City. Zero. Yeah, I'll give, I'm giving you New York City. Okay, okay. so... Number yeah, one. Get... So you got one, two, three, four, five. Out of out of how many? Ten. Out of ten. Oh, that's ah, it. Yeah, fifty percent. Come what'd on. Be, so I'm gonna actually give you. I'm gonna give you six because you'll find out why. Okay. Um. So number one, at nine hundred ninety-five thousand students, New York City. Number two, at six hundred forty-six thousand, Los Angeles Unified. Got those two. Chicago is number three, three hundred ninety-two thousand. Mm-hmm. Number four, you did not get. Puerto Rico Department of Education oh, at three hundred and seventy nine thousand students. Um, the one that I I I well actually never mind. Number five you got Miami Dade, mm-hmm. Florida, and three hundred fifty six thousand. I'm going to give you. You, you said Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to give you it to you because it's Cl- Clark Cook County. County. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Clark good County, job. Yeah. Three hundred twenty four thousand. Um, the next one, number seven, is Broward. Ah, Florida, Florida. Yeah, there was too many Florida ones. You got number eight, of. which was Houston. Mm-hmm. Ah, good. And that it's at two two hundred fifteen thousand. Number nine is Hillsboro, Florida, at two hundred seven. I don't 000. even know where that is. No idea. And number ten is Orange mm. District in Florida, one hundred ninety one thousand students. So it's Florida was a biggie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six out of ten. All right, so sixty percent. 30 seconds. What'd you think? That was good. That was good. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Right. Collaborative challenge. That was yeah. good. Yeah. All right. What do you got next? That's it. <laughs> what? It's only one question? That's one question. Yeah. That was the red light challenge. There we okay. Right. All right. I, I like the... Uh... All right. So Hillsborough is Tampa. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes right. sense. There you go. <laughs> My Charlotte, Me- Charlotte Mecklenburg. Charlotte Mecklenburg. So I... That was not on there? No, it was yeah, not was on there. I, it, I would say it's in the teens. Hmm. 
Um, that would be, yeah. I, we I named a bunch that were in the teens. Yeah. Probably 13, yeah. 14, yeah. 15. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was good. Good, nice. Good. You did well. You're, you can always be counted on to come up with a good quiz. Oh, Mr. well, I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> very, very nice. All right, folks. Do we have anything coming out on the website, boys? A blog? Lots of blogs coming out. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. yeah there's some stuff in the pipeline, but nothing to, to announce quite yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All I right. got a couple got already a couple drafted. I- you got a couple ideas? Mm-hmm. Oh, you do. Very Secrets. Nice. Okay. All right. That's a yep. good, good tease. Mm-hmm. Tell us more. No. So, so I was talking to some people the other day. I didn't tell Casey this. I was talking to some oh, no. people the other day. Uh, no, it's a good thing. We were, and we were talking about the Orange Theory Classroom that he wrote, the blog that he wrote. And I was like, I didn't get any credit for that. <laughs> I was like, I edited that. And I definitely I definitely tried to like insert myself in there as like a co-author. You wanted credit? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was so skeevy. I, when I submitted it to ASCD, yeah. they changed the name of it. Yeah. And they. I, yeah, they, they, they hacked it, man. They hacked it and they said. Um, did they it, hack it up? They did because they had to get it short and sweet. Yeah, they and they had to take out the copyright stuff. And they said it was by me and that I'm the. All right, the writer's me I mean, and Ed's and, and, and not dead. Yeah. So. What? I didn't even get a mention? I had nothing. You, you didn't. I don't even know what. I still don't even know what orange theory is. Really. So, but that's good. I was proud of you. Yes. I didn't know they hacked it up though. Well, they have I'm, to fit it. Yeah, I mean, they just it like shortened it to yeah. you know four hundred words right. or whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah really short. So. My my next blog post is coming soon. So yeah, man. I'm, I am so excited. Excited. Yeah. Rife with research. Rife with Bendurian triangles. <laughs> Anyway, all right. So, okay. So that was episode seven. (laughs) Yeah, it was a good one. Um, next episode. Well, we'll see whether it's within (laughs) the. You're you're confused. No, no, no. I do within the context of the next episode. We'll either do just the interview, or uh, it'll be within the episode. But we are going to be interviewing Kathy Hoffman. Incoming Arizona State Superintendent. Yeah, that's, that's right. A, that's a big one. Yeah, which is a pretty big get. So there's a teacher whole teacher to state superintendent immediately right. from teacher to state superintendent in mm-hmm. a pretty big uh, upset uh, politically. Yeah. Yep. First makes... first Democrat in twenty some years out yeah. there in that yeah. department. Yeah. Talk, yeah. talk about a state where a lot of kids go to private schools. It is Arizona. Is that right? Yep. I didn't Absolutely. know that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Good job, guys. Mm-hmm. So always great to see you. Uh, you can find me at RW Dot on Twitter, at Peter Crable and at C8 Siddons. And of course, tweet us at Ed's Not Dead PC. Check out our website. Send us an email. Spread the word about the show. We appreciate you tuning in each episode. Tell your friends, tell your family. And um, leave, us, leave us a rating on iTunes. Yeah, do le- it. And leave us some feedback. All right. We will see you next time for episode eight of Ed's Not Dead. Thank you. Later. Later.